talking about the University of Notre Dame. So it's a university that students still go to currently, and we're going to be learning about the history. So are you ready? I'm not learning about like the history of the thing. I'm just going to jump. jump. I'm going to jump straight into the text. Can I only ask one question? Um, no. What state is the university located inside? Indiana. Where did you say? Not Nevada. <laughs> That's not it. I was like, I'm pretty confident you didn't say the word Indiana. Indiana. Okay. I, that's all I wanted to know to give me, like, a basis of, like, where this is going. Nope. You're good. Alright. So, death number one. We start off in December of 1920. Oh, I you going to say this yesterday. Started off yesterday. I murdered a man. <laughs> These are my tapes. <laughs> that was very appropriate. Very great. In 1920, a student called George Griff was 25. He was on the football team. Okay. Uh, he played halfback. He was a quarterback and also a punter. I don't know what those words mean, but you guys. I know what a quarterback and a punter is. I've never heard of halfback. I don't think it's very common, but I think it happens. Anyway, he was out celebrating with his team after they won on December 11th, and he came back that night after their curfew. So maybe their dorms have curfew? Don't know if that's kind of curfew. Maybe, um... But I think maybe the football team has a that's curfew. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking, like, the team itself might have a curfew, yeah. or, like, there might be a cur curfew of, like... I don't know. I don't know where I was going with the second part, but, yeah, I could see, like, the team... Having a curfew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would make sense to me, but maybe it's like a, maybe private colleges have like That's true, more I never thought about that. Like, structure than a public one. Mm -hmm. So. But I could also see like Coach instilling like a curfew and everything. Yeah. I guess that was after the game, right? Yeah. So that's not, I feel like that's more common for like if they have a game like the coming game up. before, or the night before the game. But he came back to Washington Hall after curfew, and he found that his dorm was locked, and he didn't want to get in trouble for coming back after curfew, so he, he didn't want to get caught while sneaking in, so the man just fell asleep outside. Like outside the building or outside his Outside room? the building. On December 11th. So you'll be shocked to hear that he died. Hypothermia. At 3.27 a.m. Oh, and his death was labeled complications from pneumonia. That's so, so sad, dude. Man got sick. I've had pneumonia. It sucks. <laughs> On account of fell asleep outside in December. So that leads to the sightings. Students sometimes report hearing papers rustling under, like, the doors they walk past. And sometimes there's music being played late at night, and no one knows who it is, and footsteps, and horns. Ooh. I don't know why he would be playing horns, but I'm not in charge of what ghosts do in their free time. Maybe to, like, um... To liven up the mood. Like, he's just trying to Oh, I was gonna party. say, like, because you know, like, the theory of, like, ghosts don't realize they're dead. Oh, maybe. Like, he's playing horns, like, someone help me. No, like, someone help me, I'm cold. Mm -hmm. Or, like, I'm feel bad. 
I feel bad. I'm gonna play the horns. <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing I could think of was me just like playing the horn to get attention. Like, someone help me. Or I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm the bad dude. Bye, dude. I'm listening to me play Maroon 5. That would be funny. This is disrespectful to Amanda. You're right, right, right. Amanda's dead. <laughs> okay. Chloe Montgomery uh, was a student who lived in the science hall, and his window overlooked the entrance to Washington Hall. And he claimed that on several occasions, he would glance up uh, out of his window at night, and he would see a mounted figure upon a horse galloping up the steps of the hall and through the entrance. And he insisted that the figure looked like George on a white horse. I don't know why the football player is on a horse. Yeah. But again, who am I to judge the mm -hmm. activities of ghosts? But also, like, so was that the same, not to sound trash, but was that the same year that the kid had died? No. Okay, because I was like, like, this man can look out his window and saw that man laying outside in the cold with pneumonia and didn't know. <laughs> he said, I will see you the ghost later. <laughs> yes. So, we'll move on to his second death. In 1946, um, I don't know how to pronounce the name, so I'm going to mess it all up, but Canute, C-A-N-U-T-E. Yeah, Canute, close enough. Canute Lardner died in Washington Hall, the same dorm, oh, goodness. while they were having a movie night. Oh. And it's a whole bummer. I also don't know the logistics of that. If you're around a bunch of people, who knows, really? Mm -hmm. The story is, with his ghost, is that sometimes campus custodians have encountered an elderly, balding Irishman with red hair, and they say that this gentleman requested that a window be opened. So they happen upon this, upon this ghost in the hallway, and the ghost is like, may you open this window. I have ghost hands. <laughs> I can't open it. And I can't open it. And then when the custodian is like, hey, you're a random adult man. Why are you in our building? Why are you here? The man responds with this quote, it's quite all right. I'm with the building. Oh, oh. So that's quite ominous. Yeah. I think that freaked me out more than just being like, oh, I'm an old man who just chills out in the dorms. Yeah. So <laughs> that's an ominous way to say that. But cool. Yeah. Step number three is Father Soren. Um, so, like, the campus's priest. Okay died on Halloween night in 1893, so spooky vibes already, and he now has been seen over campus, and he takes walks at night, just strolls around the grounds. Okay. Quietly. Does and he dress up on Halloween? I don't know. I'll have to ask him. <laughs> Cleaners also report that they notice a man with no feet traveling through walls, and it's attributed to him. Death four in St. Liam Hall, security guards have noticed that on multiple Christmases, you said I'm, right. I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm really sorry. Okay. 
In St. Liam's Hall, security guards have on multiple Christmas breaks responded to 911 calls placed from inside the building. And then when they go in to check out the building, they find the building fully empty. As it's supposed to be. As Christmas breaks tend to be. And also, in that same like building, okay. there are stories that are told of nuns appearing after hours when nuns are not on duty. They should be in bed. Sardines in what I imagine nuns to all sleep in the same bed next to each other, mm -hmm. akin to really long time the chocolate factory grandparents. Mm -hmm. Chocolate you like sardines no. mm -hmm. milking your wife. Yep. Obviously. Really Fifth funny. death on campus is in 1886. A man was working on repairing the steeple of St. Liam's Hall, okay. and he plummeted to his death. Oh. So, not great vibes. That's it. And that's all of that story. Just figured it was important to tell you that a lot of people pass away on this campus. Like, yeah, I can tell. And now, we have a prominent ghost story. In 1886, a group of students snuck into Washington Hall. It's the same hall that the football player passed away okay. in, right? And they were trying to contact the ghost of, did I tell you these were theater students? So that's no. really giving you a clue to their yes, children. They tried to contact the ghost of the football player, George, using a Ouija board in the middle of like their little stage. Okay, I have... I have a, I don't want to say qualm, qualm, that's the right word. Ouija boards are I would terrible. Never. never touch one, never use one. Mm -hmm. The one time I was coming to Eric's house and his roommates were sitting in like the living room with their little table thing and they were eating off of it, but I couldn't tell they were eating and I felt it was circled around a Ouija board and I made him walk inside to double check because if they were messing with the Ouija board, I wouldn't have walked in his house. And then I told them about it and they all were like, yeah, no, we would never touch one. I was like, good, good, good. Respect. Respect. Mm -hmm. So, they were using a Ouija board, and they asked the ghost to identify itself. And the ghost went to the S and the G, and then slid the piece to goodbye. And then they asked again, hoping for, like, more information. And again, the board spelled out S, G, Three times prompted, um, so like then they were talking to it more and it just kept saying goodbye. Three more times. Okay. So like, I would have gotten out of there at the first one. Yeah. But, you know, these theater kids, they'd be vibing. Now the students flee or fled the hall, um, because they were like, this ghost is telling us. Very obviously. He doesn't want us to be in here. So they run out. And then they regroup in the parking lot outside, and I imagine them to be crouching behind a car. And then they say that they heard the door open of, like, the hall that they just ran out of, and it was a security guard who had just completed the inspection. So they said the ghosts were warning them of SG, security guard, and saved them from getting in trouble. So quite 
nice ghost of the football player. Now I'm just realizing maybe he wanted to let them not get in trouble because he died oh. from trying to not get in trouble from them. Yeah. Don't you think? So, quite a wholesome ending. Yes. Little ghosts looking out for the theater kids. And, even more freaky stereotypes, football player helping theater, helping theater kids. We love to see it. You know, the meshing crew. Um, I would like to say, I think Ouija boards are terrifying and everything, but I also don't believe they work, if that makes sense. No. I would never touch them, but I'm not quite sure I'd be talking to ghosts. Yeah. Like, I would never play with one. I think they are definitely traps. But also, like, I really believe that a lot of people move the little um, placard thing on their own, and yeah. they're not legit, but I also would never touch one. Absolutely not. No. I can think of many better things to do. Yeah. Yeah. Why not play Apples to Apples with a book? Goodbye. Thanks for watching.